Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. This weekend is the July 4th holiday weekend, or as your dog calls it, PTSD Day. A little lighthearted about a terrible problem. Fireworks Tuesday night, yes. As my kids age, hopefully we're able to make it through without anybody freaking out this year. Oh, they got to be getting close to the I love explosives age. Yeah, but every yeah. lad, well, the oldest is through. the youngest. We'll see. Uh, coming yeah. up in just a moment, by the way, I'll hit you with this. Did you know what the first of the month brings every month? New shows. Movies that are available on like some of your favorite streaming services, nice. Netflix, Netflix, Amazon, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Movies that like classic movies that weren't on there before are now on there. I've got a couple of the highlights. Oh, for you. that's exciting. Maybe you'll watch them over the weekend. I may. Mm-hmm. I just may. So listen, I didn't quite finish up my uh, my uh, Psycho Joe and Low IQ Mika screen. <laughs> so <clears throat> the, the, this morning on the show, they were talking about the alleged blackmail of the, uh, the uh, White House of them that they were going to, uh, they would spike a story, kill a story in the National Enquirer um, that was harassing their children and their exes and their themselves personally. It was really ugly the way, you know, you, you, like Jack said, you don't want to be famous. But so uh, they would spike the story. The White House would spike it if Morning Joe would apologize to Donald Trump for all the negative uh, be, uh, coverage. And if he wouldn't, he wouldn't. And I find that story shocking and and amazing and ugly and nasty and the rest of it uh and then they were talking about the tweet yesterday of course the infamous tweet but what was hilarious about it absolutely hilarious because i find i find the president's tweets to be i mean like the tweets like the infamous ones counterproductive to getting stuff done that i really want to get done as a citizen i want this stuff to happen and it screws it up because in a democracy, you build a, a momentum of, of popular opinion. It's important. And he keeps screwing that up. Plus, I think the stuff he does is beneath the office. I just think it's, it's, it's undignified and ugly in a way the president shouldn't be. That's my personal opinion. So Morning Joe and, and their cabal of, uh, of uh, people were talking about this. I almost said cabal of something insulting, but I really like uh, Mark Halpern. And Willie Geist is a smart guy. I disagree with him a lot, but I think he's a decent human being. Anyway, so, but after they start talking about this, and I, I agree about the beneath the office, Morning Joseph hauled himself up on the cross in such an amazing way. He unleashed this screed about, listen, listen, this isn't about us. This isn't about us. We've got it good. We've got our dream job. We, 
We've got good lives. We make good money. But it's the American people. The people who see their lives crumbling. The people, the middle class that sees their jobs going away. They see their income dropping. They wonder about their children's future. It's like, cue, cue the strings. Cue the orchestra. It's like the final scene in a Jimmy Stewart movie. I needed emotional music. It's about the women. It's about the little girls who are thinking... I don't know if I can live in a world where the president talks about blood coming from wherever. And I swear to God, he hauled himself up on the cross, Mika by his side, sung the national anthem, pierced his own side with a sword. It was hilariously self-serving. It was just, it was so good. And I just kept thinking, y'all deserve each other. You're, you're, you're all kicking sand in each other's faces in the same sandbox. And it is, were it not somewhat tragic it's just hilarious mika with her i just as a woman i just i don't know what the world's going to be like if he can get away with this and then sarah huckabee sanders do we have that tape from yesterday vince where somebody asks her as a woman how can you defend that she said oh look i get criticized all the time i don't go crying foul because i'm a woman which way is it gonna be are we all equal or do women need special treatment? We go to pieces if somebody says something critical. I thought it was really good what she said. Mm. And she's right. And the president was out of line. Right. Was she bleeding or not? Let's get to that. So uh, we were just talking about this movie yesterday. If you are a Netflix person, best of show starts streaming July 1st, which I believe is tomorrow. Um, also coming to Netflix this month, Punch Drunk, Drunk Love, the Adam Sandler classic. Titanic comes to Netflix. Wasn't available before. Now is. Wow. Titanic. The classic Titanic. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Is this one of the good Star Wars movies? Yeah, this is one of the ones that, uh, this is the, the side one that just most recently came out. Okay, now available on Netflix. If Netflix, you haven't caught it. Netflix and Disney have a, an agreement. All future Star Wars movies will be available on Netflix at some point. Really? But wow, anything coolness. made before Rogue One is not going to be available. I saw that one twice. Rogue One was really good, yeah. If I don't know what's going on, would I fo- would I be able to follow any of it? It's a rollicking good time. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you need to know much of the expanded stuff to enjoy. It's a mm-hmm. space adventure that will leave you breathless. It's like a space heist movie. Which, yeah, you mine be was better. Also, Netflix <laughs> adding the Mighty Ducks, Land Before Time, and ET. I wonder if my kids would like ET. ET, the uh, extraterrestrial. Oh, it's a, of a course, classic. it's a classic. The one mm. thing about great classic movies like that you notice immediately, is the pacing is different. Yeah, It's paced for a more patient time. Well, I like the pacing of that stuff. Yeah. I, we, we seek that out. The pacing of modern stuff makes my brain hurt, and it worries about, and makes me worry about what it's doing to my kid's brain. Ugh. New to Amazon, starting tomorrow, Bull Durham, which they didn't have before. Oh, man. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I can't wait till my kids or my boys are old enough to start watching those movies. I got like a list of like a hundred movies we're going to watch when they're like 10 years from now. It's every bit as fun and satisfying <laughs> as you would imagine. Also, when I showed uh, Delaney and her buddy, um, uh, her, 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 one of her best buds, The Usual Suspects, oh. and they were both blown away and loved it. It was one of the great moments. It's such a bonding thing. Also coming to Amazon. I don't use the Amazon, but um, Braveheart, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Cold Mountain, Flashdance. Flashdance. And The Hunt for Red October. I know, it's interesting. Cold Some Mountain. of these really old movies you didn't have before and now do. I just wonder what went on in the negotiations that somebody bought you a cup of coffee and said, ah, sure, we'll put well, Flashdance on. They, they cycle in and out. <laughs> what makes something available for four months and then gone and oh, then really? back three months later? I don't huh. know. But yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll yeah, come that's and odd, go. Isn't it? Yeah. 
Uh, I, I Braveheart, I'd watch that again. I, I like people uh, getting whacked with swords, and mostly. Hulu picked up The Embarrassing Roadhouse, which is one of the oh, dumbest boy. movies How ever made. dare you, sir? That is the philosophizing <laughs> bouncer Dalton you are speaking of. Was the cigarette smoking great, philosophizing the, bouncer. The late, great Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Pa- Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott, yeah. Roadhouse. Such great lines as, pain don't hurt. Here's a sh- wow. It's gotta get, or the highway. It's got to get worse before it gets better. It's my way or the highway. Good lord. Here's a shirtless, <laughs> shirtless, shiny Patrick Swayze kind of uh, fist bumping with Sam Elliott before oh, they yeah. start to do something. I don't even care about spoiler alerts because it came out in the eighties. The climactic fight scene: the guy rips out another guy's throat. <laughs> How do you not like this movie? <laughs> wow. Wow! Wow! You know what? I want to see that. It's time to be nice until it's time out. not to be nice. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Keep them coming. These, these are the rules of being a bouncer, as taught by Dalton. <laughs> you know, I think you know. Actually, one of the reasons I, I mock stuff like that is every girlfriend I had back when I was young had a thing for Patrick Swayze. All five foot three of them. <laughs> every every girl I ever dated. Was in love with Patrick Swayze, and I just thought is, these shows are stupid. These are moronic. Because of dirty dancing, and you can't stop talking about Patrick Swayze. Doc says, "Do you enjoy pain?" Dalton says, "Pain don't hurt." Doc says, "Most of my patients would disagree with you." <laughs> yeah, that's the hot doctor that he ends up hooking up with. Why? Because he's Dalton. He's the philosophizing bouncer. It's a double deuce. Doesn't he flip over a pool table with a pool cue at some point? <laughs> I don't believe so. No, <laughs> thought I remembered that. <laughs> I mean, that's a different Patrick Swayze movie. What did Patrick Swayze die of? Oh, my God. Listen to this one. Cancer. Shame. Cancer. Oh, that could have been shame. I'll get they all covered the... It up. Here's another good quote from the movie. I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. There you go. Wow. And they say this seriously, right? With a straight face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. This movie is ridiculous, but I love it. <laughs> oh, boy. Now available on Hulu. Maybe I'll watch a little of that with my wife this weekend. <laughs> Jam a little roadhouse. See what she thinks of Patrick's ways. Um, we're jumping ugly with China for the first time over North Korea. And uh, some people think it's a great idea. Some people think it's a horrifying idea. Yeah. But, but we, it's a major change. Among other things we can talk about coming oh, yeah. up. And uh, keep in mind, Mike Rowe at 8 o'clock. Yes, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, here's what people are talking about. Th- this morning, President Trump sent a pretty crazy tweet about MSNBC's Mika Brzezinski, where he accused her of getting a facelift. <laughs> then he went back to combing his hair with the Dyson Airblade. And he like, <laughs> I saw that yesterday Sesame Street aired a segment about refugees right before Trump's travel ban went into effect, after which Trump made fun of Big Bird for getting a beak job. He's not doing it. <laughs> Sesame Street doing a segment on refugees. Jesus. You know, I swear to God. That's that's see, that's the politics is my entire identity thing. Right. I can't educate I can't merely educate children, teach help them, them understand letters and numbers and counting or even good manners or anything. I I can't pass up the, the chance to indoctrinate them. Teach my kids their letters and simple math. Stay out of the politics. Good lord. Yeah. 
this North Korea thing is interesting, but first, uh, a follow-up on the movie Roadhouse, which is now available on Hulu. Now, I've never seen... Uh, so, I'm sorry, we're going to do Roadhouse, then North Korea. Yes, I've okay. never seen Roadhouse in its entirety, but I must admit, and I, I think I've just realized this, it's because I had a number of girlfriends in love with Patrick Swayze. So I see. I was annoyed yeah. by the movie. <laughs> Insecurity. Oh, my. But, uh, Sean... Uh, Assures me that it is hilarious if you take it in the right in the right way. It's yeah, it's great, but it's bad. Right, and I like those kind of movies. But oh, anyway, heck yeah, this is a funny little twist to it. So Patrick Swayze plays a, a, a an oiled up shirtless bouncer uh, who fight. Who does he fight? Bad guys? Is that what he does mostly? Uh, there's a bar that's that's just gotten way out of hand. So the bartender <laughs> reaches across several towns over to this bouncer who has a reputation for oh. cleaning up such bars. Right, brings him in to kind of get some respect back to the double deuce. And right. at some point, he 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 woos Kelly Lynch's character. Oh, that's the doctor who he tells pain don't hurt. So she's inspecting him okay. after a bar fight, and, and they, she falls and they with fall in love. she falls for him and has <sighs> and has sex with him in the movie. And so for some reason, Bill. Murray, the great Bill Murray, Bill Murray, comedian, hilarious actor, Bill <laughs> yes. Murray, um, uh, who's friends with Kelly Lynch's husband. This is the actress making having sex with Patrick Swayze in the movie. Right. He's friends with her husband in real life. Yes. And so every time he's switching through the channels and comes across Roadhouse <laughs> and the sex scene comes on, he calls her husband up on the phone and says, Patrick Swayze is having sex with your wife right now. <laughs> And so that sounds funny, right? On the face of it? Yes. But so, well, I'm laughing. So Bill Murray does it. His brother, Brian Doyle Murray, does it. Oh, my God. And their other brother, who I was unaware of, who was in Mad Men, Joel Murray. Yeah. So all the Murray brothers will call this guy up and say, hey, I'm watching Roadhouse, and Patrick Swayze's having sex with your wife right now. And she said it's so consistent. She'll get phone calls any time of the day or night. Oh, my God. One time, Bill Murray called her from Russia and said, hey, I know it's 2 o'clock in the morning there, but um, called him, her husband. <laughs> right, yeah. Called her husband at 2 o'clock in the morning and said, I know it's 2 o'clock in the morning, but I'm Russia in. Patrick Swayze is having sex with your wife right now. And she said, when, she said Roadhouse is on all the time on Sunday Cable oh News God. Channel. They call me constantly. <laughs> they call my husband constantly. Right. And uh, when AMC runs a Roadhouse marathon, which they'll run it over and over and over again, she said, I dread those because the phone will, will ring all day and all night long with one of the Murrays <laughs> calling my husband to say, Patrick Swayze's having sex with your wife right now. That is <laughs> such amazing commitment to the bit. No kidding. And it's been going on for years. God, it's almost like a Buddhist exercise or something. It's, you know, the point is not the phone call. The point is to make the phone call. What what are you doing? <laughs> All right, we get it. The next time one of your sons of bitches calls, I'm going to come to your house with a gun, and I'm going to fill you full of holes. How do you like that? And it's become a giant Twitter thing, so her Twitter feed blows up saying, oh. hey, Roadhouse is coming on this weekend. You know, it's going to be on it's, uh, the, the, the TMZ or whatever, whatever TNT, uh, at 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. So, so she knows the calls are coming. So it's become a big internet thing. The All we are in culture now is like jokes and memes and stuff like that. That's pretty much all we are. It's just nonstop. I don't know if we can ever get, I don't know if we can ever get anything real done. <laughs> well, as I look to D.C., the answer is, is damn near uh, no. We won't. Although so, certain things are getting done. It's just impossible to get any coverage for it. Because, you know, the president keeps handing him a club to beat him with. Now, a lot of you out there resent the fact that they beat him with it. But you got to know the game you're in. you got to know who you're dealing with. So this actually happened yesterday. This is real life. 
and uh, would have gotten more coverage had it not been for uh, the Mika Brzezinski's bleeding face uh, comment. I'm happy to see the CBS uh, CBS this morning is covering it right at the top of their show. Our new dealings with China and North Korea. It's the beginning of, according to the New York Times or the Washington Post, I'm sorry, the beginning of a new and unpredictable effort to use sticks instead of carrots with China. We have mm. been using carrots all along and we are, for the first time, going to use sticks. Well, I've known a number of Chinese people, and they love carrots, too. So if that hasn't worked, <laughs> why, it's time for the old sticker The new sanctions against one Chinese bank, one Chinese business, and two Chinese individuals are not a total surprise. Last week, Trump tweeted that he appreciated Xi, President Xi's efforts on North Korea, but it has not worked out. Trump officials presented the new sanctions as focused on North Korea. We are in no way targeting China with these efforts said Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, Mnuchin? Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday. We appreciate their work and hope they'll continue. But behind the scenes, officials said that the decision to unveil the new sanctions came after good faith efforts failed, and the United States gave China a list of firms they said are ignoring the sanctions, working around the sanctions, uh, while lying to the United States. Right. We, we gave China a list and said, stop this in the next 30 days or we're going to have to do something about it. China didn't do anything about it. They said they were going to. Mm-hmm. Then they didn't. And so now we are actually going after these businesses. And how this is going to play out with us actually going after some big-time uh, companies and rich people in China, I don't know. You well, know, you know, if you did that with Putin, it wouldn't turn out well. Right. What we have here, Jack, is an asymmetry of national interest. China's not afraid of getting bombed. North Korea's not going to bomb them. They'd like an old uh, fathead to behave himself, but they don't care that much. And they're the only place with any real leverage over North Korea, so we got to make them hurt. Otherwise, they'll do what you're describing, do fake measures and then go around them themselves and the rest of it. But, you know, it's a dangerous game. This is it's from, all a dangerous game. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, well, this is from the Washington Post, who hates Trump. Lawmakers and experts praised the move as a sign that Trump's previously announced policy of maximum pressure on Pyongyang was now materializing. It's a great step forward, I'm quoting someone now, and this shows that maximum pressure is not just rhetoric, said Senate Foreign Relations uh, Subcommittee Chairman Cory Gardner. I hail the first decision, but there are more sanctions that need to be done. So, But yeah, it's a scary game because China's the up-and-coming power. The history of the world is that the up-and-coming power and the current power almost always go to war. Almost always. It's Thermopylae's uh, law or something like that. Mm. Thucydides' law, that's it. Uh, mm. it has been, it's as old as, as Athens and Sparta. It, and it's just it's almost always true. It's true so often, it's, it's a law. It's yeah. a law of the world. The current power will go to war with the up-and-coming power at some point. You think those ancient Greek philosophers went with their whole names? You know, you're walking down the street, you see Thermopylae. Would you say, hey, Thermopylae? Thermopylae is actually a a place. Thucydides is the guy. I used the wrong word. Well, maybe maybe you named him after the town. It's (laughs) like naming your kid Dakota. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Hey, Thucydides, what's up? (laughs) Or or do you call him Thucy? I'll bet they called him Thucy. Um... But yeah, I mean, you y- you can't just let China roll us forever, as several presidents have claim they're going to do stuff and lie to us. All oh, right, right. Yeah. But uh, you know, remember that whole coal thing? They're not going to sell any more coal to North Korea. That was completely fake. Yeah, but you fake start, news. You fake diplomacy. You start fighting back, and you you know who knows where it ends up. Who knows where it ends up? Thucy, what you doing? Philosophizing. T man, keep on. Fee dog, right. <laughs> What you philosophizing about? (laughs) 
Ah, the old power, the new power, still thinking that one over. All right. Keep on. I'm thinking about getting a new pair of sandals. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about the nature of man and uh, getting lunch. <laughs> I was down at the bath, and it's a little gamey today, so uh, I passed on that. Who else is tired of Greek salads, huh? <laughs> what about a Caesar? Huh? No, never. Ah, boy. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the toxic Twitter war between Trump and Morning Joe continues. We've got two immigration bills, including Kate's Law, moving through Congress, and the psychological trick that will help you declutter. Want to get to that? Coming up minutes from now. Please, please do. I need that. I need that more than I need anything. Good. So that's coming up. If we go to war with North Korea in the next four minutes, lead with the clutter story. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Because decluttering is something that must happen. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Florida strip club being fired because they hire only female bartenders... Being Some, sued, rather. Uh, me, yeah, being sued. Why did I say hard? Being sued because they hire only female bartenders. Um, this is like when ladies' nights get oh, sued. Yeah. We, the classic talk Hello, radio. ladies. Classic right. talk radio. Maybe we'll get into one of those discussions coming Love up. Love it. Classic talk radio. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, President Trump once again taking aim at the hosts of MSNBC's Morning Joe. Trump went after Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough on Twitter yesterday, calling them Psycho Joe and Crazy Mika. The host responding today, questioning Trump's ability to lead. I'm fine. Um, my family brought me up really tough. This is absolutely nothing. But I think for me personally, but I am very concerned as to what this once again reveals about the president of the United States. It's strange. It is unbelievably alarming that this president is so easily played. He's so easily played by a cable news host. Now, what is that saying to our allies? What is that saying to our enemies that this president is so easily played? Well, a lot of us have been wondering about that since the campaign. I mean, he so is so easily provoked. He is easily provoked. Yeah. So far, I've not seen an example of that, like in uh, in stuff that matters. No, nor have I. And I was thinking about this as I was walking around during the commercials. That if all of this is happening, the insane the tweets and the arguments and the petty battles and the rest of it, and the pressure exerted on China gets stuff going, uh, you know, in terms of North Korea, they're just they're separate. The one does not influence the other. What do our allies think? I think they're probably a little disturbed, but they're going to wait and see. Will, uh, I I hope we don't see a sign sometime of him reacting with sanctions or, Lord knows, a military maneuver. It's going to be Putin. Uh, Putin is going to play the psychology game as hard as he can. He already is. And they're getting together next month, which is going to be just unbelievable to... To observe, yeah. I hope we can observe like a next bit. week pretty soon, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, is it that soon? Yeah, yeah it is. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Next Putin week. and Trump together in a room next week. Meanwhile, Trump watched and uh, tweeted this morning. We've got Vincent Nicholas on hand, the official President Trump tweet reader. Watched low-rated Morning Joe for first time in long time. Fake news. He called me to stop a National Enquirer article. I said no. Bad show. <laughs> and Scarborough tweet fired back. Yet another lie. I have texts from your top aides and phone records. Also, those records show I haven't spoken with you in many months. Why do you keep lying about things that are so easily disproven? What is wrong with you? How in the 
world does the President of the United States have the mental energy and time to to watch a show and think about how he's going to battle some cable news show hosts? Freaking crying out loud. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's wild. I'm glad I'm, I'm, glad I'm alive and I'm seeing it because it's crazy. And uh, Joe Scarborough just tweeted seconds ago, uh, we're officially on vacation now. Happy 4th of July. Yeah, they, so Joe yeah. and Miko went on vacation. They were supposed to be off today, and they, were, they had tickets to a, a Red Sox game, and they didn't go because TMZ was camped out and... Well, follow and they had to go and... on the air today and hold themselves up on the cross because they're the big story. So they had right. to do a show. Oh yeah, that that yeah. When Mika said, "I'll be fine," I'll bet if Joe and I got attacked by Donald Trump and he could say anything, I don't care how awful it would be. Please, we, we would be high fiving and be thinking, "Oh right, this is <laughs> awesome!" And I guarantee you, Joe and Mika were doing that behind the scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. it's fabulous. It's the greatest thing that could happen to him. All right, we've got two new immigration measures, one step closer to becoming law. The House voted to pass Kate's Law, which increases the sentences for illegal immigrants who re-enter the U.S. after being convicted of crimes. Well, the sentences we have now have absolutely no deterrent effect. So increase them. Yeah, the Kate's Law is named after Kate Steinle, who was killed in San Francisco by a man who'd been deported from the U.S. five times. The House also passing the No Sanctuary for Criminals Act, which cracks down on sanctuary cities by halting certain federal funding for them. That's a great name, by the by, because there are very few people out there who want hardworking mom and dad who keep on the right side of the law or kids are going to school. There's almost nobody who wants to round those people up. But the criminals, you know, I'm talking to you, Berkeley. I'm talking to you, San Francisco. Uh, No sanctuary for criminals. The uh, votes came down pretty much along party lines. The White House is supporting both these uh, measures. President Trump likely to sign them if they're passed by the Senate. And and I apologize. There are some perfectly good wackadoos in in Seattle and Portland, Albuquerque, all over the American West. Getting rid of stuff, as we know, can be challenging. Some stuff just holds sentimental value even if it has no real use anymore but there's a- I'm a sucker for that I really am well that's the theory and you, and you don't like me to bring this up but the condo lifestyle condy lifestyle this woman who who developed this <laughs> who obviously is your uh, uh, your uh, who pays you she is your employer what's her name why can't I remember? Don't say it. Don't say it. Condo. But she says she says you're supposed to put all your stuff in a room, and then right. you're supposed to pick it up and hold it. Yes. And see what feelings you have about it. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a ridiculous exercise. <laughs> I feel like I have too much stuff. Each individual sock, I feel like this holy sock is never going to get worn. Boy, I remember wearing this sock on my first date with Judy. I feel like unless I lose a foot in an right? accident, I'm never going to need one sock. Well, now, wait a minute. Along, along those same lines, there is a trick that can help you let go. Unleash it. Snap a photo. Yes. In the new study in the Journal of Marketing, people who were encouraged to do just that were 35% more likely to get rid of stuff, to donate sentimental items to charity than those who were not prompted to take pictures first. What people really want is to hold on to the memories associated with the item. If they realize they can take a photo of something, like a favorite sweatshirt, 
it makes it easier to let go. Yeah, that is true. You just want to preserve the memory because I know I'm, I'm such a sucker for that stuff because I have a terrible memory. Mm-hmm. And so I, I need visual reminders of stuff that has happened. Right. Otherwise, it just disappears. I need aided recall, they call it in, in psychology. Is there something anthropological going on, why we do that, that we are able to hand down uh, information or lessons or something of our culture to, to younger people to keep our tribe alive or something? There's got to be there, something happening. There may be something yeah. like that. By the way, the, uh, the email uh, vault has been... Well, clogged overstates it. We've uh, received a couple of uh, missives, Jack, uh, alleging that you and I are homosexuals because we both have too many clothes. And you mentioned (laughs) you use more of the closet than your wife does. Now, how that would tie into homosexuality, I can't imagine. Well, I don't. But is is it because both of us grew up? Without many clothes, and we had to wear hand-me-downs and no, everything. No, that would be a very uh, charitable description of why that that like makes people feel sorry for you. It's just lazy. Are you a homosexual? I... Well, I <laughs> a lazy homosexual. Uh, I don't well, know. No, I don't. People who lived through the depression are famously tight. Yeah. I don't think it's that with me. But um, if uh, if you want to go with the stereotype of homosexuals have more clothes because they like clothes, mine is just I get new clothes, fashions change, sizes right. change, right. and I don't get rid of the old ones. It's that simple. Because of your homosexuality. Just out of laziness. <laughs> you don't want to put them in a bag and take them to Goodwill or well, whatever. Well, I, 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 I don't like to waste things, so I don't want to throw them away. Sure. Right. And then I don't want to deal with taking them to Goodwill. But yeah, I, I, I don't wear them. If I had a giant wardrobe, that'd be one thing. I don't have. I got like three shirts I rotate, and I've got 700 shirts hanging in my house. What about a shirt your wife loved like a decade ago? I don't think I have anything like that. Really? Yeah, I do. I I feel like it's a betrayal. Really? I'm getting rid of it. I feel like it's a betrayal. No, I got, I got to get rid of that stuff. Just got to find a way. Yeah, yeah. You can't take it with you, Jack. That, Boy, if you could, you heard that one if you could and you did, how disappointing <laughs> would that be? I died, I've gone on to the great thereafter, and I've taken all these old clothes that I don't wear. Right. I <laughs> so you're walking around in your garage in heaven thinking, what the hell am I going to do with all this stuff? <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm in heaven. Now right. how do I get rid of it? Yeah, I go to heaven yeah. in parachute pants or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I moved all these boxes from state to state, and now I moved them to the hereafter. <laughs> Another dimension. <laughs> Here they are. <laughs> right. I never use this foot bath. Why do I still have it, God? Or would well, it, I don't know. Or would it mean that I was in hell? <laughs> That's what hell's going to be, me with all my stuff. I still haven't dealt with it. <laughs> hell needs to up its game. That's not that bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Nice, Michael. Loving the music. Nice job. We have Mike Rowe on at uh, eight oh four. We're going to talk. We were talking about this the other day. There are jobs out there, great jobs. You could you could live anywhere in the country you want to. Pick your climate, make a great living. But for some reason, people don't want to do them. We're going to talk with uh, Mike Rowe about that sort of thing. You'll be listening right uh, at eight o'clock, I hope, here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. A company in New York City has opened what some are calling a non-alcoholic cocktail bar that creates drinks using lemons and herbal ingredients instead of alcohol. And this is cool. They're using empty chairs instead of customers. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Good one. This Uh, isn't making me forget my problems at all. 
Mike Rowe coming up at 8.04. Talk about the state of employment in America and what jobs people will and won't do or what jobs are respected and what aren't mm-hmm. for whatever weird psychological cultural reason. Uh, speaking of bars, a Florida strip club accused of hiring only women bartenders. Oh, my God, the sexism. And refusing to hire a man is facing a federal lawsuit. Oh, boy. A federal law? Oh, it's civil rights. Yeah. yeah. A lawsuit filed Thursday by the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. That would be your EEOC. You see those signs on the wall at your workplace? Says Sammy's Gentleman's Club in Fort Walton Beach violated federal law by refusing to hire a male applicant because of his gender and by failing to maintain federally acquired employment records. Gentleman's Club, good day, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I say, is that a new ascot, Barry? (laughs) Jolly good chaps. I would. Uh, I will state for the record, this may strike you as absurd, but soon you'll see the truth of my words. If we force America's skankatoriums to hire dudes, that will be the crumbling of the union. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a classic talk radio thing. It's one of those things that just, I, I don't know how you work it out legally speaking. It used to be all right. I, I don't know why, why it worked for so long, a lot of this stuff, where just, just people overlooked the the... The, the nitpicky letter of the law on a lot of these things and just said, well, of course, it's a strip club. They're going to have hot ch- or, or a bar in general. It's a, right. it's a sports bar. You don't have to make it a strip club because sports bars do the same thing. They almost entirely hot college chicks working as the bartenders. Right, right. And the waitresses. Because more guys are going to come in there and sit there all day long because they moronically think they're going to end up hooking up with the bartender. But they sit in there and drink or all day long. Just anyway. like the view. Could be. Right. Yeah, it's just, you know what, maybe it would be helpful um, if I could get this doctrine going. We need to recognize what is show business and and understand that, listen, you don't have, you know, you don't have an eight-year-old boy as the romantic lead. You don't have obese beauty contestants. If you want a hot weather chick with big boobs, when she turns 55, you might trade her in on a new one because it's all show business. It's all entertainment. And so you get to go for the most entertaining option. And I don't think anybody, you know, in reality, if we were to enact a some sort of actual EEOC doctrine for entertainment, people would reject it immediately and guffaw at the absurdity. But at you know the fringes of entertainment, like a skankatorium, you got some doofus who, sir, do you really want a ten bar there that much? Is the principle really that important to you? Go sling drinks somewhere else. Well, you know how people uh, take this to the next level, though, that always gets into the legal conundrum. So you got the sports buyer that wants to hire only chicks uh, <clears throat> to be the bartenders because yes. they say we make more money that way. Um, we get more customers that way, and we, we make more money, and I'm in business to make money. And then I, as a uh, free market libertarian sort of guy, would say, yeah, he's in business to make money. That's the best way to make money. And then someone would say, what if he would make more money by not hiring any black people? Because oh. a lot of his customers don't like black people. So he'd make more money. So you're okay with him not hiring black people. What brother would want to work there is my question. <laughs> Why don't you go somewhere that ain't racist? That's that's where it breaks down always. You know, it, same with the cake making. The Supreme Court's taking up the cake making thing. Sure, that'll be the argument. Mm. If he can refuse to make a cake for the gay couple, then why can't you refuse to uh, let a black person sleep at your hotel? Well, then we must, and I mean we must, be able to compel progressives to sew clan robes. You must 
do whatever you do. Play your guitar and sing your folk songs for a Nazi rally. You have to. If you if you if you can force somebody to exercise their creativity, regardless of their beliefs, their inspiration, etc., um, then then we get to make you do it. We being I don't know who. Everybody gets to compel everybody. You've got to if you got to have the nice gay baker make a gay marriage is an abomination cake. They have to make that cake. See, in my world, I'm not going to make them make that cake. You you hate gay marriage that much? Go somewhere where they want to make you that cake. Give them your business. Don't sue the nice gay baker who just want to make make his rainbow cakes. Don't don't sue him. Go to somebody who wants your business. So how do you separate that from if all hotels across the South didn't want to let black people stay there, which wouldn't be the case today, but was back in the day? It's just like the whole uh, what is pornography? I know it when I see it. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but uh, you know. I agree. It's easily separated. It's one of those things that, in, unless you run down the slope as fast as you can, it's not slippery. Because in the real world, there just aren't that many people in businesses. I mean, the idea that you have to employ dudes at a strip club. I mean, it's just, it's dumb. And and it doesn't improve the world at all. It doesn't, nobody looks at that and says, what a brave step forward for men who want to sling drinks while women shake their boobs. I mean, nobody says that. Nobody. If you're the sort of guy that would allow yourself to be a part of this sort of lawsuit, I hate you. Yeah, it's it's the whole reductio ad absurdum thing. Look it up. Get a job at a different bar that wants to hire guys to be bartenders. If a noble principle gets to the point where it's ridiculous the way you're exercising it, let it slide a little bit. It's like the people who sue bars that have ladies' nights. Hello, ladies. That's that's to benefit you, you moron. Uh, And I say, (laughs) oh, what a night. (laughs) Mike Rowe, next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.